You're listening to Practically Catholic with your hosts, Natalia Schumann and Father Anthony Federico. Welcome to the Practically Catholic Fear episode. I am Father Anthony Federico. And I am Natalia Schumann. I am a Catholic priest. She is a missionary wife and mother, and we are the co-hosts of Practically Catholic, where we try to discuss living the Christian life in the real, messy, everyday scenarios of our beautiful, crazy lives. And today we are talking about fear, the things that motivate us, the things that we're afraid of. But Natalia, I think we should open up by inviting all 13 of our faithful viewers into a little glimpse of our of our own fear, the fear of our podcast. Maybe we could talk about Ugh. what we're going through, like behind the scenes and, and as we're promoting and growing this podcast, this endeavor for souls. What are you feeling? Yeah. Well, we went ahead and recorded our seven episodes in the fall. Uh, it took some time to do the editing and the marketing. And so now we're just literally in week one of having set up the Facebook, invited people to join us, um, people listening. I feel pretty open and exposed. We shared it with our whole mission community, and then we went to dinner. So that was Sunday. Then we went to dinner with friends on Monday. And one of our friends said, so you started a podcast? And I was like, oh, this is awkward. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, don't worry. You don't have to listen to it if you don't like it. Or if you don't like hearing my voice, except in your living room, you can just invite me over. (laughs) Anyway, so it's it. It was fearful, wasn't it? It was. uh, Are we going to say the right thing? Are people going to like it? Are people going right. to like us? Um, is it even going to be successful? Are we going to sit here and waste our time? Those are some of the fears that I was that I was feeling. I think it might help our 13 listeners to know that this podcast, if you remember back from our Origins episode in season one, this podcast came from inspiration of the Holy Spirit on Natalia's heart to to do a podcast in which she talks about the, the faith in practical ways with a priest. And, you know, she invited me to be the co-host of it with her. And then as it started to roll along, we both, you know, we pray together for the episodes. We're, we're discerning what we want to talk about in prayer. And we both kind of had this mutual moment of, of vulnerability with alongside her husband, Ben, who is our producer about, yeah, I'm kind of scared to promote this. I don't know if I want to share this and let, put this out there. like. I don't know if I want this to be a big thing. Mm -hmm. Remember when we talked about that? Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a, just a fear of even like promoting yourself or a fear of, I I don't ever want anybody to look, to listen to the podcast and to think like, Oh, Natalia must have her stuff together. She knows what it is to be a Christian because I feel like I'm daily falling and daily learning. And I wouldn't hate to give the wrong impression because Nobody needs to follow me. They all need to follow Jesus. So there's even a fear of just, um, yeah, saying the wrong thing or or worrying about sharing. Like, over, am I oversharing? Is this TMI, you right. know? But right. I think it's been a blessing to go public with this podcast and to continue to record it. And just uh, Ben and I were having a conversation last night about, okay, Lord, you get to kind of do 
what you want to do with this. And this is just like our, this is like our little offering. This like puts, puts me in a very weak and vulnerable place, but I know that God's power is, is better and richer and made more perfect in that weakness. I was sharing with a friend the other day, I have a little son, little five-year-old boy. And whenever my son plays outside really, really hard, he comes in and he has holes in his knees. That's where his pants get, get holes in them or right on his pant on his knees. And that, that fabric wears super, super, super thin. And so I was just thinking about that idea of our weakness made perfect in his power or his power making our weakness perfect as like that idea of the weakness is where that fabric is weak and you can see through it. And so that's like, that's our weakness being able to show that God's power is actually the thing behind this. And it has nothing to do with if I speak well, if Mm. I say well, if I promote well, if I know how to do a podcast, if I don't know how to do a podcast, it's all about what he is doing in and through me and for the world. Um, and for the record, neither of us know how to do a podcast. <laughs> yeah, but we do know, we do know how to, how the Lord has done some crazy stuff in our lives. And if, as we always say, if one soul benefits from hearing these stories of our daily lives, or if one soul grows closer to the Lord Jesus because of this podcast, this whole endeavor was mm-hmm. worth it. Natalia, I, I want to share with you while you, while you were just telling me about your son, Quentin's, you know, jeans and the holes in his jeans. And you're talking about weakness, Second Corinthians chapter 12. I'm thinking, and I want to give a shout out to this priest, but I don't know his name. I read a phenomenal essay in which this unnamed priest, known but to God, he compared the agony in the garden to the death of Socrates. Maybe it was Aristotle, but it was whichever one of the great philosophers drank hemlock, the poison, you know, he was forced to commit suicide in like this state sponsored institutional way, I guess, from his enemies. And we'll call him Socrates. I think being vulnerable, don't know which philosopher it is. Praise God. (laughs) Being vulnerable. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Can you put this in layman's terms? (laughs) This philosopher drinks the poison and the priest writes that he faced his death with stoicism and serenity and courage and confidence and and he slowly you know he stared at all the people that were putting him to death and he had this like great serene confidence as he slowly perished contrast that with jesus who is in the agony in the garden wailing and sobbing and, and and begging the father to take this cup from him and the priest like writes like which of these is a more human experience of death mm. and like you know, for all this philosopher's merits and virtues, and I'm sure there were many, like Jesus was afraid at the end. And if it's mm. okay for the son of God to be afraid, and doesn't Paul write, he faced his death with loud cries and tears, loud cries and tears, like mm. loud cries and tears, you know, if it's okay for Jesus to be afraid. It's okay for us to be afraid too. Mm. Yeah. I like that. As we were preparing for this, I was thinking of just uh, a set of of my different fears. Like, you know, there's maybe when we're kids, the fear of being afraid of the dark or the fear of, I'm still afraid of spiders and snakes. There's lots of spiders and snakes around here in Louisiana. But, um, 
I was even thinking I'm afraid of like saying no to my child because of the outburst that I know I'm going to have to contend with after I say mm. no to my child. So there's like the fear of what people will think of me. Um, but as I was like kind of diving into some of those fears, what I was realizing was that my fears actually are revealing my value system. The thing which I value most, you know, a lot of us fear death. Um, I, I fear death. So we value life. There's like a, a good amount of value that we have on life. But I was just thinking like, when I'm afraid of what other people think of me, it shows me that I value what other people think of me. Or if I'm afraid of, um, you know, being weak or vulnerable, it means that I value strength. Mm, I, I follow you. So anyway, I was just thinking about that which we fear being also an indicator to that which we value for good or bad, right? Like, I know as a Christian, I shouldn't be afraid of what people think of me. In fact, that inhibits me from doing what God is asking me to do because God asks people to do crazy things. <laughs> Thinking of the story of uh, Joshua marching around Jericho and God went ahead and instructed him like, go ahead and march around Jericho for six days. And then on the seventh day, go ahead and march around Jericho seven times and blow, blow, like, blow these loud trumpets and everything like that. And I would have been like, yeah, but what will the people think of us? They'll think that we're pretty silly to just be marching around their city. But the opposite was true. The people were obviously afraid of them because they had God on their side. Um, but yeah, just that idea of our val or what we're afraid of kind of revealing to us our value system. How about St. Bernadette at Lourdes when the Blessed Mother says, kneel down and drink from the mud? And all the townspeople are there watching her like, look at this crazy girl. Mm-hmm. What, what, what must what must they have thought of her? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. What are you afraid of, Natalia? Tell us. I think a lot of my fears uh, boil down to this fear of coming up short. Um, this fear of being without. Um, this fear of, how about FOMO? FOMO is totally a fear. Fear of missing out. True. I'm totally afraid True. of missing out. Whether it's like missing out on something that's happening in this particular life, a really great conversation, afraid of missing out on an opportunity for um, yes, real. friendship. Yeah. Missing out, missing out on certain things. Missing out on like a full abundant life, I think. Maybe there's even healthy fears too, in the sense that like, I have a fear, a good healthy fear of like, I don't want to, I don't want to disappoint the Lord. I have a fear of disappointing the Lord. Like, will I come up short? Will I, will I not be enough? Like, you know, there's a fear in that. Father, what do you fear? Mm, everything. <laughs> I say that in a half joking way because, you know, in an effort to be more like vulnerable, like, yeah, I. I think I have, I'm a confident person, praise God, but I think a lot of times confidence, which isn't authentically integrated, or which it doesn't come from the Lord Jesus, is kind of like a mask for uh, all of our fears and insecurities. So like in a practical life, one thing I'm afraid of as a priest is like, what am I going to say to these people tomorrow morning? You know, when I have 7 a.m. mass, like I can, my goal is to give them one insight from the homily at a, at a daily mass or I'm afraid on Friday nights when I preach to the nuns, like, am I going to tell these sisters, these brides of Christ? So there's that, the pressure to, like, come up with something interesting, but also the fear, like, am I 
being funny enough? Am I being lighthearted enough? Because I know I have a tendency to be a little bit passionate from the pulpit. Like, do I need to tone that down? Do I need to increase it? And see, this is all my own like inadequacies swirling around as I'm trying to do the, the work that the Lord has given to me. It makes me think that some of the things that we fear are like who we are, like, uh, am I funny enough? Am I lighthearted enough? Am I going to miss out on this particular opportunity? You know, in my life, I'm incredibly indecisive. So I fear making the wrong decision. Um, I'm just wondering where the Christian antidote is to fear. Like if I'm afraid of all of these things, because I know fear is an incredibly compelling emotion. I think for me, it's driven me in the past. If I'm afraid of missing out on something, then I go ahead and try to reach for it or grasp it, or I try to force it, or I try to make it happen, which are all dispositions I know that don't work in the Christian life. They don't work when I'm trying to trust God with everything, when I'm trying to follow his path, when I'm trying to let him lead me, when I'm trying to trust him or when I need to wait on him, I can't be like, nope, I got this Lord. Let me, let me take control. Cause I'm afraid of missing out. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and do it myself. Um, but I would just wonder where, where the antidote is to fear because it can be so crippling or paralyzing. It can pigeonhole us. I've, I've had experiences of where the fear of making the right or the wrong decision paralyzes me, which means I'm absolutely indecisive and I don't make a decision, which means I'm not even moving forward. I'm just kind of being stagnant and not moving towards love. Scripture tells us perfect love casts out fear. So there's a sense in which fear is related to our inwardness when we're too self uh, facing when we're pointed inward. So one of the practical things that we can do is when we're in a cycle of fear, bring an element of charity to it. So if if you're afraid of a certain person, like do something kind for that person, something to disrupt the cycle of fear by by pointing out of yourself. And Natalia, one of the things that I'm afraid of the most is confrontation. And this is a skill that the Lord is slowly bringing me about to as a priest. But every day I have to deal with folks who have different theological and political opinions and knowing when to discern when and how to vocally push back a little bit. That's been a challenge for me. Mm-hmm. What's fascinating to me about you and Ben is that the average person listening to this right now is probably terrified at the thought of moving their three young children to the third world and and preaching the gospel for no money in in political and medical comp, politically and medically compromised areas but for you guys that's like yeah let's do that but the laundry machine breaks or <laughs> a couple next door or, you know those are the you know the things that cause you fear natalia are different than the average person's i would say not better or worse just different yeah that's true i was thinking as we move in the Christian life closer and closer to Jesus, I feel like he invites us to lay down certain things of our old life, things of the world, give up pieces of ourselves, give up bad habits, addictions, selfish desires. In my life, he invites me several times a day to give up my own way of doing something and allow the other people, mostly my children, to contribute to the baking of the cookies or to the thing that's happening in my house. Um, but there's a real fear, I feel like, in 
those laying things down and giving them up uh, in wondering like, am I going to be happier if I lay this down? Am I going to be happier if I give this thing up? Am I going to be happier? Because it's super comfortable for me to go ahead and just stay in my own, my own little bubble. And so I'm afraid of being uncomfortable. And that's not just like physically uncomfortable. That's emotionally uncomfortable, like in confrontation or spiritually uncomfortable um, in maybe a moment of silence. Um, yeah. Father Anthony, I want to go back to FOMO, the fear of missing out a little bit. And I think it's such a real fear because we all are so connected to social media, to our devices. Like we know what our neighbor is doing, not because we see them out in the yard, but because we see their Facebook account or whatever. Um, so I just wanted to share a little story about my own encounter with FOMO and a way that the Lord helped me to see that I could overcome it. So Ben and I are out with the kids. We're at the Atlanta Aquarium and they have an epic, epic dolphin show. If you've never been, I think we should shout out to the Atlanta Aquarium. Okay. Actually, for our listeners who are in Atlanta, I think it's called the Georgia Aquarium. So my apologies to everybody in in Georgia and the dolphins, but (laughs) epic, epic dolphin show. We have three little kids at the time. I have a two-year-old, a four-year-old, and probably like a six-year-old. So we are a slow-moving family. And of course, the two-year-old doesn't want to sit in her stroller. She wants to go ahead and walk and hold your hand. And you have to walk about half the pace that you normally walk. Well, the show is starting at 2 o'clock. It is 1.50. So you could imagine the tension building. We have 10 minutes to get there and we have to walk all the way down to the elevator, get in the elevator, go up the elevator, walk all the way down the hall, make a turn, and then go ahead and walk down a set of stairs and then get our seat, right? And everybody's moving past us at the speed of lightning. I mean, they're hustling. We've got so many people running past us. And my husband is like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, pick it up, pick it up, let's go. (laughs) Come on, kiddos, let's go. (laughs) Yeah, my husband, Ben. (laughs) Normally that's my role. So I just want to set the stage for the fact that normally that's my role. But in this moment, the Lord was doing something. I'm just sitting there with my half speed walking and my two-year-old in one hand and the stroller in the other hand. And I am putzing along and I'm watching all the people go past me. And I have this moment of just feeling like we will get the seats that we need to get, period. Just going to take our time and we'll get the seats that we'll get that we need to get. It was this moment of feeling like I'm not going to miss out on what the Lord has for me. He's going to, he's going to like reserve the seats. He's going to make sure that we have exactly what we need. So we get into the auditorium, into the auditorium, into the, you know, SeaWorld space We've got 10, there's 10 rows of seats that are called like the splash row. And of course we're in the 10th row of seats and they are warning everybody. The screens are blaring it. The the people in the auditorium are blaring it. And they're just saying like, if you don't want to get wet, don't sit in the first 10 rows. Well, of course we're like almost the last people there. These are the only five seats that are available and we sit in that 10th row. And my daughter, the six-year-old looks at me and says, mom, I don't want to get wet. Like I have a big fear of getting wet. I don't want to get wet. I was like, great. Great. (laughs) And I'm I'm reminded, okay, Lord, we are in the right place right now. 
these are the right seats that we need. We go through the entire show. Rows one through five get splashed. <laughs> we go through another part of the show. Rows one through eight get splashed. We go through the last part of the show. Row nine gets splashed. We do not get yeah, splashed gosh. in the 10th row. And I have this moment of being like, thank you, Lord. This was exactly the right seat we needed because all three of the young kids could go ahead and see. But also my daughter did not get wet. And you saved these seats for us. These were the seats that we needed. So anyway, <laughs> that's my little, I don't, it's not even really like a practical tip, but just a, a reminder that we will never miss out on what God has for us. I'm pretty sure that Psalm 806 says, thine children shall not be afflicted by the splashings of whales and dolphins. (laughs) I'm going to look that one up. (laughs) Yeah, Psalm 806, I think. (laughs) That's a crazy story. Come on. One through nine, even though all all 10 rows were guaranteed good to get wet and that you weren't even supposed to be there at the pace that you were walking and the Lord... Yeah, the Lord provides for it in, like, in his slow, everyday kind of way. Nothing dramatic, but always right where you, always what you need when you need it. Yep. Do you have any tips or tricks for combating fear? Yeah, I, I would say that it's funny, you know, as a priest, I'm not afraid to, I'm not afraid to go into a nursing home or a hospital and anoint someone who has COVID, but I am afraid of, like, saying the wrong thing in a, a, a zoom meeting with the finance council or something like that so my practical tip is to periodically remind ourselves what's true especially when we're afraid so fear is a lie that the enemy whispers that you aren't good enough you're inadequate it comes like from the garden in genesis when the serpent didn't twist the truth fully but just through enough of an insinuation to get eve to doubt the father's goodness so the serpent says did god really say that just a little bit of an insinuation, and that's enough for our, our human nature to take hold of and be afraid. So when we get that whispered lie from the enemy, we have to combat it with the truth. So we say, you know, in the name of Jesus, you know, the Father has, pro- has promised to provide for me. In the name of Jesus, uh, I am bought and paid for by his precious blood. In the name of Jesus, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Something like that. So when we have the first surge of fear, it's okay to feel it. It's a human emotion. But then to bring the truth of our faith to it immediately. because the authority, whatever authority we give a thought in our mind has to play out in our human life. So afraid of something, immediately bring that truth to it. That's my thought. Mm, that's a great one. That's a great one. We have officially, Father Anthony, arrived at our Hail Mary moment. So if you have enjoyed this week's episode, we do not ask you like other podcasts to go ahead and like and subscribe or share it with a friend. But we're going to put our faith in action and we're just going to ask you to go ahead and pray Hail Mary with us right now so that one person who listened to this episode can live their faith more boldly and real in everyday life. So that's all we ask. That's how we're going to do it. So let's start. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of death. Amen. May each of you know the peace and power of Jesus Christ, who is the God of gods and the King of kings and the Lord of lords. May you at all times know his sovereign protection, his power, his wisdom, his grandeur, his splendor, and his tender love. May your holy guardian angels keep you from all fear and all danger. 
And I bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father Anthony. Thanks for watching, everyone. Flash listening. Do not be afraid. <laughs>